Hi there, my name is Josh, and welcome to my podcast. I believe that anything worth doing is worth doing God's way. And at this podcast, we're going to learn how simply and practically we can apply God's ways to our everyday life. All right, so this week I'm going to be sharing my own personal story. And um, this particular story is about divine intervention. I know that from time to time we're all faced with situations that really require like God to come through like right now. I've ever felt like, God, I need you right now. Not tomorrow, not the day after, like right this moment. Yeah, I've been there before. And sometimes when things don't work out our way, as I mentioned, as I've mentioned time and time again, we tend to base God's goodness off of situations and circumstances. I'm here to tell you that, remember that God is is not good by choice, he's good by nature. So even when situations are not good, he remains good. He remains constant. That truth alone will help you through every storm and every trial because Christ is our anchor in every storm. And the real anchor is the truth of who he is. And that's what we're here to discover. One thing that I'm sure you know and you've seen in your own life and I've seen in my own life is that God has a great track record. He has a great track record of coming through. And a lot of times, right in the nick of time. Because there are certain situations that we place ourselves in. A lot of times we are the ones who've caused those things to happen. Other times we've not. It's just we've been, we, we are being challenged, we are being fought. But this God that we serve, he has a great track record. And particularly, he has a great track record of keeping his promises to his children. So I'm going to share with you my story of divine intervention. I've shared with you before on the episode where we talked about you're not late. You can go back and listen to it. About I shared partly about my story of schooling and the challenges that I faced going to school. I missed out of about three to four years of schooling because of school fees from primary school. Even up to the time when I first joined college, I still had a lot of trouble going to school because of fees. Now, in the second to last year of high school, I was kicked out of school and I was at home for the entire year. This is the equivalent of Form 3. We call it Year 10. I was at home the entire year because of school fees. It was a very challenging time in my life because you can imagine you wake up in the morning, have nothing to do. Everybody else's life keeps moving on, but you seem to be just stuck there. And there was no prospect. There was no, it looked like there was no hope of me going to school, at least not going back to um, in the system that I wanted to continue in. It was a very, very challenging time in my life. One of those times that I would never want to ever go back to. I saw no good in that time and in particular that year. But this God that we serve is, he's so good. Even when I was at home, even when I was stuck in that period, God was orchestrating situations just for me. Now, this is what happened. And this is how I cleared school on time, okay? So my mom happened to have a friend who who mentioned to her about private tuition. 
mentioned about some organization that does private tuition for students and then registers them for the exam. Now, up to this point, we have never heard of such a thing. Never. We never heard that people could do private tuition. All we knew is the fact that you have to go to a school. And I was going to expensive schools at the time and situations were so, were really not good at the time that it didn't look like I could go back to any school that was affordable at the time. And so my mom just happened to be at the right place at the right time. And a friend of hers had a child who was doing private tuition. So she mentioned that to her. And so we said, okay, let's pursue this. If this is a possibility and it sounds affordable because I mentioned the amount and it sounded affordable and feasible, let's see how we can make it happen. So we took a trip with my mom uh, and we went over to where they do that, where, where that organization was and we saw what they were doing. They told us about the amounts. They were doing the system that I was in. Remember, I was not doing the 844 system. I was doing the IGCC system. And so they were doing it too. And they were willing to take me in, even though it was the second to last year for me, uh, the second to last year in which I was, actually it was the last year that I was now supposed to be in school. That's the year that I was supposed to now be doing my, my final examinations, my final high school examinations. And so we looked at it and it was interesting. It was good. So we brought this up to, we brought this up to my dad and he took it up from there. By the grace of God, we didn't end up going to that one, but we ended up finding another place that did something similar. And I, and at that time, I thought there were two things that, another thing that was bothering me, aside from just finishing on time, was the fact that in our school, we do exams in September. Final examinations are usually done in the month of September. And if you miss that window, at least I thought, is that you have to wait until the next year, September. What I didn't know is that there are other schools that actually sit for the examinations in, I believe, right around October, thereabout. So... It was too soon for me to do them, the one in September, but I was able to be reg but they were going to register me for the exams in October. So I was still going to be able to finish in time. And that was great news. So that happened. And I, I went to do private tuition. I, I learned all that I could. At the beginning of it, I wasn't doing so well. I remember actually my results at the time. I, my mom <laughs> always laughs at this because when I, when I first got my report card, I never even showed it to anybody. I just, I just hid it because I remember I got an E in math and that was not the kind of results that I get. Like E was just the lowest you could possibly get. Actually, the one just after that is ungreadable. It just means that whatever you got, you couldn't, you couldn't do it. So I got an E. That was the first exam that I sat in. So remember, I've been out of school for an entire year, so I have to catch up. And so I studied and studied and studied. And eventually, um, October comes. And at that time, challenges sprang up again, financial challenges. The people who were helping me pay the fees um, started running into their own challenges. And there was trouble with me doing tuition. So I actually had to stop tuition in that institution for like the last two months before I was going to sit my exams. But the good thing was, at least I had learned a couple of things. I had gone through the syllabus. And so I was, I was not at a bad place, at least knowledge-wise. I was at a decent place. It's just now I couldn't sit down with a tutor to help me through it at the time. Now, eventually October arrives and I'm, I'm supposed to be registered for my examinations for me to now sit my examinations. And there was a deadline that was fast approaching that. If you miss that deadline, just like in KCC, you miss that deadline, that's it. Now, what would happen was, where you are going to sit for your examinations, they are the ones who are going to register you for your exams. So at that time, I was to go sit my examinations in a school called St. Mary's. 
And so I was not going to study in St. Mary's, but I was going to sit my exams with them. Okay. And so they were the ones to organize that um, for us. And so the deadline was fast approaching and we needed the money to sit for those examinations. Every unit was very costly. I was studying six, I think six subjects, but I ended up doing exams for only five, which was what exactly what I would need. I would need to pass all five of them for me to go to a decent uh, university. And so those, those are the five that needed to be registered. So now it was the hustle of trying to get the money for me to manage to get registered. My dad ended up going all the way to the British Council to try and ensure that that this deadline is not passed. They gave us an extension for me to, to register. And eventually, the day for registration, we happened to get the money. And so now it's time to now actually register me on the online platform, isn't it? So we go to St. Mary's and the person now who was supposed to register me, NASA is saying that, hey guys, we have a problem. For whatever reason, the systems are down. The registration systems are down. We've never had this problem before, but for some reason today, those systems are down. This guy was trying. I mean, we've come all this way. We've come all this way. Remember, there's no other exam that I could sit for until the next year, September. So if this window was to close, the window is closed. At this point, I just wanted to finish high school. And we are now stuck in this situation. We've come all this way. We've managed to get the money. I've managed to do the tuition. But now the systems, the technical aspect is now actually refusing, is now jammed. And I can't actually be registered. It was crazy. And this guy kept on saying, we've never had this problem before. I remember that day, we had been trying to, I think they had been trying to do that for a couple of days. And now it was on the last day. I remember on that last day, I said, I'm going to take a fast because, man, God, I need you to come through today. I need you to come through this day. I remember it was a Saturday. This is a Saturday that this that was the last day of registration. And so he kept trying and kept trying. My dad told me he's still trying. I remember we went to church when the pastor prayed concerning that matter. And after that, after actually after the pastor prayed, I said, you know what? I fasted. We've done what I can. We've done all that we knew what uh, we could do. The man who was trying to register me had to leave the school to go to another place. Maybe with, I don't know if it was, he thought maybe it was internet. He just had to go and try use another computer to try and register me that evening. And I left that thing still being done. In the evening, I had still not been registered. And so I left it. I went home that evening and... I broke my fast. I remember that was the, I, you, 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 you may struggle to fast, but the day you need God to come through, trust me, you won't even be thinking about food. And that was my situation at that time. And I remember it was eight o'clock when I broke my fast that time. And I was about 16 years old. And so the waiting until that time, uh, breaking my fast up to that point had never happened before, but I broke it quite late. And so that was that. I actually went to bed that evening not knowing whether I had been registered or not. But I slept. I just believed that it was done. I, I just left it. I, I think I just got to a point I said, you know what, it's either going to happen or it won't. But it has to happen. So the next day, at this time, I, I had started serving in church. And so I went early in the morning, as I always did, 6 a.m. In the morning, I was heading to church to go and serve. And I did what I normally did again. I did not know whether I had been registered or not. In my mind, I just felt like 
probably I have been, but my dad had been quiet, so I didn't know. So at that time, I was not living. We're not in the same house with my with with my parents. The institution I was schooling was far from our home, so I had to stay with some relatives. And so, um, in the morning in church, now my dad comes to church and he comes and tells me, "Ah, uh, Josh, by the way, it was registered. We managed to get the registration done." Guys, I was incredibly relieved at God's divine intervention right when I needed him. Every time I tell somebody my story, I can't help but tell them about my challenges going to school. I can't help but tell them that because in every turn, in every challenge that I went through in my schooling, I saw God's goodness. Not just because the situations just when the situations were good, but even when the situations were bad, in my heart of hearts, I knew that God is a good God. And I believed that at some point, I would see his salvation. You know, David looked up to God in that manner. David said, I look up to the hills from where my help comes from. And he kept his eyes on the hill. He kept his eyes on the helper, the one who can truly, truly help. I don't know what you're faced with at this present moment. I don't know where you need divine intervention, but I'm here to tell you that God is a good God. The scripture tells us in Psalm chapter 121 verse 3 that he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. That scripture touches my heart because the man who's writing this scripture, he needed God to come through over and over and over again. But he knew where his help was. He knew that his salvation was from God. In the times of trial, in the times of situations, let me tell you how you can keep standing, at least from my perspective. One, keep your eyes on God. It's very easy in the situation that I was in for me to look to other men for me to look to men, to pay my fees. I mean, I needed, it seemed like I needed men at every turn. But you see, constantly I learned through those challenges that there's a limit to how far a man can go in helping you. There's a limit to how far they can go. And so if you keep your eyes on a man, if you keep your eyes focused on a man, the inconsistency of that man will make your faith as inconsistent. Your faith will be as shaky as a man's inconsistency. And that's why I learned through those challenges not to look or depend on any man. Whichever man he chooses to use, well and good. But I will not look at a specific man. I will not depend on any specific man. My help comes from God. In the future, when I was faced with very many challenges, I kept remembering the times that God came through. You see, every time God leads you through a divine intervention, please don't forget it. Don't be so quick to forget it. Because you see, every time he's done one thing and after another, the issue is we are so quick to forget. When in the Bible, the disciples were faced with the issue of feeding the 5,000, they kept forgetting that God had fed the people before. And God would wonder, why do you quickly forget? I can imagine Jesus' frustration that I've done this thing before. How comes you're forgetting it now? When situations come, it's so easy to keep our eyes on the situation that we forget that there was one time that we overcame. Don't forget those times. And lastly, 
when you've done all that you can, all that you can, surrender. You've done all that you can, anything that you could possibly figure out how to do in your own might. And now you're tired, you're weary, you've come to the end of yourself. Let go. Surrender. Let him do his work. I remember Steve Harvey saying that if you're going to pray about it, don't worry about it. If you're going to worry about it, then don't pray about it. Keep your eyes on him. Surrender it all to him and see him come through. Guys, God is so good. God is so good that he is faithful to his word. One time I remember my mom telling me this. He told me that in the midst of the challenges that we were going through with schooling and with fees, she said, God is going to educate you the way he educated Moses. What an amazing act of faith to place a baby in a basket on a river and just watch it go, not knowing where it will reach, what's going to come of the child, just watching it go. But somehow, by the grace of God, that basket landed right where it was supposed to be. And that man, Moses, was educated with the Egyptians. That's what my mother told me. And they told me that you're going to be educated just the same way Moses was. That though the parents were limited, the parents could not save the child at that time. But God himself guided that basket right where it was supposed to be. God has been faithful to that word till this very day. He has ensured that in every stage and in every phase, though my parents were limited and though I faced waters, I was just in a basket, just moving, being faced with waters and challenges, not knowing if I was going to meet a crocodile on the way. But the God, this God, He never let my foot slip. The one who watches over me, the one who watched over me, He did not slumber and He will not slumber on you. So keep your eyes on him because the God that we serve, he's a good God and he comes through right on time. That's it for this week's episode. If you've been blessed by it, I'd really like to hear from you. Remember, you can reach out to me by the number that is in the description. I'd love to hear from you. Have a blessed week ahead. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to this episode all the way to the very end. I'm very grateful for your time. If this touched you in any way, please feel free to share it with a friend. And if you'd like to take it a step further and contribute to this channel, you can look at the description that is in the bio to see different ways on how you can do so. See you next week. God bless.